of two eyes, huh? Do you understand the game a bit? Yeah, have a look. I'm not saying anything to you in particular because I know you're not too accurate with your reporting. That, that's what okay, you're paid so you're for. Saying it. I should resign. So you're saying I should resign. I think that's you should, your opinion. Yeah. Is that right? That's my opinion. Fine. Are you going to resign then? No, of course I'm not going to resign. I simplify things next time. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the National Curriculum. I am your host, as voted by the people. All right. Let me tell you how my Sunday started. All right. I woke up. I saw that there was some tweet out there questioning whether I should be the rightful host, as I should be in Josh's absence. Josh isn't here. Uh, Joey Lynch is with me. He was in the poll. Uh, the people deemed him, clearly. The people have spoken, Joey, and the people have said, um, well, to be there. honest, we prefer Nick. You know, It wasn't emphatic. <laughs> it wasn't like definitely Nick. It was more like, Nick or Joey, we'll go Nick. We'll go Nick. We'll go. Like, if we have to, we'll go have to. Ante is with us as well. Ante has limited the amount of football he watched this week, which was important because he watched far too much last week and nearly OD'd. Uh, <laughs> massive show coming up. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go through your questions. Uh, we're going to talk A-Liga. A-Liga. I know a lot of people got upset about we calling it A-Liga this week. I got to be honest with you. If you're rattled by someone calling it A-Liga, you're a little too easily rattled. Let's be honest. Line, I also got to be honest with you. Maybe technically, if you're rattled by a Shrek hanging uh, <laughs> in the Amy <laughs> Park, you're a little too easily rattled as well. But huh? what are you doing in my swamp, Joey Lynch? Joey Lynch, look, we need to talk. There's, there's, there's a lot of things. Questions from the people. We put the tweet out there. First of all, we put the tweet out there. I think we should share it. Um, you know, democracy is really important. Uh, I know I probably sound like uh, one of my heroes, Yanis Varoufakis, always talking about the importance of democracy. And we like to really promote that here at the National Curriculum. So let's see. Uh, Parish out. Who should host? Stoll with a whopping bit of a landslide victory, to be honest. 64%. Joey Lynch, 30%. Why is, wait, sorry. Let me, let me just interject yeah, here. Why is this a two-party system and why is Dubano not an option here? Because Debano is going to be late. He can't host if he's late. Mm. Unless you wanted to wait until ten thirty. Why, why do you why do you limit the public scope in this in this question? Are you Look, saying that I should have included you in the poll, Ante? No, I don't want to host. <laughs> I had nothing outside of my you know Aliga brain takes. I see you, Ante. Anyway, look. So the people have spoken, uh, 89 votes, not the biggest turnout, uh, you know, democracy has ever seen. But look, I'm pretty happy with uh, the results. So, you know, we'll go with that. But we, are, we put the tweet out. We said, I've okay. said it once. I've said it a thousand <laughs> times. Democracy does not, not work. work. <laughs> um, but we have we have questions, and I want I, we put a lot of topics out there. We're going to get through them all today. We're going to talk dub semis, uh, A League All Stars, talk all the games <sighs> happening this weekend. But the people want to know. The people really want to know, Joey. They want to know about Shrek. They want to know what's going on. He's done already, man. We're like five minutes in. Ben Ben no, Smith I, Ben Smith says Ben Smith, friend of the pod, uh, out there in Perth, is Shrek a bolter? Uh, Ante Yukic just did the uh, Shrek in Croatian. Uh, Shrek. <laughs> that was in response. Shrek. Stephen Gunavas, <laughs> who was wondering about Croatian Shrek. Uh, what What did you have to say about uh, Run the Memes? Also said Shrekgate. Let us know. Uh, what are your thoughts? 
am I, are we joking here or do you actually want my serious answer? <laughs> no, no, no. We'll oh, save your serious let's answer. Let's do both. We'll no let us. I, from a gag perspective, I've already buried the hatchet with with Victory Admin. All right, it's Whoa. the it's because I am the only person that goes to Victory press conferences in person anymore. I was able to have a conversation with Victory Admin, mm -hmm. um, and we have buried the hatchet. Um, cool. We talked you, you, it out. You like shared some drinks, some glasses. Yeah, of they, they, had, they, 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 had, they buried the hatchet over a milk instead of a beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey, uh, I spilled milk all over my chest rather than skull it <laughs> in the fine victory tradition. So, listen, what uh, what we're going to do is, you know, you can comment during the show. Uh, you can tell us to shut up if you want to. You can see if we're going too long or if you want us to keep going, we'll keep going. If you keep commenting, we'll keep going. You can comment on Facebook. You can comment on YouTube. You can comment on Twitter at TNC Football. Uh, if you go to YouTube, search TNC Football. If you go to Facebook, I don't know. It's a waste of space. Don't go there. It's a terrible place. <laughs> but but you go on our page. Uh, but Ivan Stragan has come on and he has said, he's watching on YouTube. Shout out Ivan Stragan. Hello all. One request. Please ask Joey to pronounce these three simple words. Joey, you can read them on the screen. <laughs> Feel free to pronounce these words. Let's go, Joey. I don't want to. No, he's not. He's he's not a clown. He's he's not a circus animal. Stop getting him to do these things. What what am I a clown? Do I amuse you? Am I, am I here to amuse you? For for the benefit of those who are listening as a podcast, which you can also do, uh, Ivan Stragan has written the words "cast, fast, and past," which I, in my best Joey impersonation, would be "cast." Yeah, I'll, I'll say it. All right. It is. It, it is. <laughs> Ivan has requested that I say "cast, fast." <laughs> And past. I'm, um, I'm sandbagging this. Look, Joey, I love you, so I'm, I'm going to sandbag this. I, I don't find... Um, this is this is all Nick, man. This is yeah, all Nick. Yeah, it's true. You know what? I encourage people to make fun of us you know uh, as much as possible. You, yeah, mock, you mock me. You mock my mother that speaks like this. You mock my family. A shame on your ancestors. A shame upon your cow. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Sorry. All right. Look, should we, should we, I guess, at some point talk about uh, the football? And I wanted to kick off the show. I wanted to ask you. Actually, first thing I wanted to ask you, what was your favourite thing from the weekend? What was the thing that you enjoyed this weekend? Joey Lynch, go. Uh, favourite thing from the weekend? Probably Melbourne City versus Western United. I had fun. It was a great, it was a really entertaining game just to watch as a spectacle. I was filing an on the whistle match report for AAP. So I'm not sure if anybody, uh, he, here's a bit of an insight. If you are actually wanting to watch a match and actually take something from it, don't be writing an on the whistle match report because you absorb none of it because you basically spend the, the second 45 minutes just writing and begging for nothing else to happen and screw with your entire copy. But from what I saw, I had a lot of fun. First half, it was end-to-end -end football. Teams were attacking. Um, second half, Western had to batten down the Hatches City came. Marco Tilio's cross. Had to. Interesting, uh, interesting, interesting choice of words there, Joseph. No, Western United chose to batten down the Hatches as City came forward. Um, <coughs> Marco Tilio's assist for Conor Metcalf's goal. Fantastic. Beautiful. I mean, just letting the play, like just stopping and letting the play develop in front of him, taking a pals up and just letting the play open up before he slides it in for Metcalf's goal. 
cracker of a shot. So that was my favorite part of the weekend. Ante Jukic, you were wearing a Valencia jersey from, I believe, the Juan Mata, David Villa, David Silva era. era. It was was a beautiful era in terms that they had some really, really good players. But Ante, tell me your favorite thing from the weekend. Um, Craig Goodwin not playing as a left winger. There you go. Some people are simple. Some people are complex. Ante <laughs> likes Craig Woodland not playing as a left winger. No, uh, like, not. Sorry, let me go on here. Okay. Considering you know, Adelaide did just play the Jets. We will. We will um, get into this game in a minute. All right. Let's. All right. Let's do it. Cool. But first, before before we start, before we start, I wanted to something something has reemerged. Uh, a thing from the past has come up, and uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, and I think, you know, we can all get excited. We can probably just get away with about 15 seconds of this song. Somebody Okay, that's all we can afford, I think, for legal reasons. <laughs> Uh, but what I will say is the all-star concept is back. Uh, apparently, uh, Don Bossy is reporting in the Sydney Morning Herald. He writes for the Sydney Papers. Um, that wait—he's your fellow member of the Shadow Realm. So, like, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to chant that, man. You are barred from from chanting that. I chant that. To me, that is a positive chant. He writes for the Sydney Papers. He's like, you should be proud to write for the Sydney Papers, especially, <laughs> especially that paper. You know, the other paper, not so much. Um, <laughs> uh, but so the All-Star concept is back. So first of all, I, or at least we think it's only back. First of all, I want to know your initial thoughts on the whole All-Star concept. And then B, whether you like it or not, we are going to talk about who should be an All-Star and we're going to nominate goalkeepers first, goalkeepers in this section. So Joey... Do you like the all-star concept against the Barcelona? I don't care. <laughs> to be fair, I don't. I don't care. You don't. Um, you don't hate it. You don't like it. It'll pop a rating. Mm. It'll get a big crowd. Nice. It, it, it'll do some business. I mean, heck, it might steal coverage away from the grand final if it takes place the week beforehand. Um, I don't care. Like, is, is that the plan for it to take place a week before? I've seen talk um, about it taking place the week before mm. the grand final. I mean, it's got a very limited window that Barcelona can actually, well, Barcelona's C team can come out here and play the game before they go back home. It's gonna, uh, it, it, I, what's the legacy of the previous All Stars games other than really cheap discounted All Stars jerseys at Rebel Sport for the next four years? I did like, like the blue and yellow there. It's a nice, nice color. Like, like fine. Um, let the APL have it. Let them put it on. Um, let them do their best to try to um, use it as a springboard to get more people interested in the A League and bring um, get people you know coming back next season and picking a team and watching it. I don't think they'll be able to, but if they want to, it's their money. Oh no, Silver Lake's money probably. It's not mine. Um, <laughs> I'll just say, fine, let them do it. Hope to God they've got other avenues uh, to b- attract buy-in and attract people, uh, interested people aside from that, because I don't think it's going to do it alone. But 
if they, if it's if it's part of a rich tapestry of promotional uh, considerations that um, the APL has on tap, go for it. I'll probably watch it, uh, and then I'll forget you about it. Have to couple, watch it. Yeah, I'll probably have to watch it. I'll probably try to sell some stories based on it because NRI, I can probably sell it to some people. And then I'll forget about it in a month or two, probably, aside from memes. Ante, uh, we always come to you for positivity, um, you know, after that, after that say, underwhelming reaction. At least I didn't uh, shit on it, which I think some people have probably expected me to. Ante, yeah. all stars. Look, I, I've been consistent on the idea or on, you know, with my belief that if we're going to promote the A-Leagues as competitions, we should st- we should steer away from gimmickry. Um, but at the same time, look, if they're going to promote a football match, you know, as a means of getting more eyeballs, both, you know, locally and internationally, and if they feel this is, way to, this, this is a way to do it, let them try. Yeah, I mean, look, just quickly, I think it's... Pro- I understand like the merits of it, but I also think the problem with doing it, the problem in the past is that football isn't like basketball, for example, where basketball is such a more individualistic game that it's just kind of cool to see like two individuals who haven't played with each other before. It's cool to see LeBron <clears> and <throat> Steph on the same team or whatever. But it's cool to see the LeBron thing and is, on the same team. The thing about, let's say, these all-star games, you know, NBA, NHL, MLB, um, they are used as means to showcase the league's talent alone. Mm. Whereas against a Barcelona, you kind of undermine the status of your own league and you kind of cheapen your own brand by doing that. It's a bit like, and that's what I mean by like, it's it's, it's kind of a cheap gimmick because it, it creates like a no bias kind of thinking when you're actually talking about the R League. You know, mm. it's, it's. Uh, I mean, they can try, but I, I'm, I'm, I guess there are more tangible ways to promote the league or, you know, to have an actual better product in the, you know, our league of many, if we're going to use this example. Having said that, uh, Joey, you have your finger up, which always makes me nervous because this podcast starts to run long, but go for it. And you, you are the host that had, was talking about Shrek and other bullshit for eight minutes. <laughs> Shut up. I would just say we, we do have a couple of... We do have a couple of special guests on tap, and they're here early. I would like to hear what they have to say yes. about uh, the All Stars concept. Not All to right, just well, drop them in it without warning. We'll add them in it. We'll give them. We'll give them at least two seconds to prepare. But welcome to the show, Taron Hendu and Pukar Frimpong. Welcome, huge shoot signings, All Stars in themselves. I mean, this Friends show is being All Stars. All right, guys. Uh, we brought you in to talk uh, the A League Women's Semi-Finals, which we will get to in a minute. Uh, but generally speaking, all-star concepts, like or dislike? Unlike Ante, I actually like the NBA all-star game, but I don't think it works for the A-League, a- a- Aliga men's? Is that a- how Liga. we're going with it now? Aliga. The, the, Isuzu, the Isuzu Ute A-League men's competition. No, yeah, that's no. a bit too many. Well, you can call it... Anything you like, anything. Uh, Australia. We will be discussing the Izu- No, it's the Isuzu Ute A League Men's and the Liberty Financial A League Women's. I thought yeah, I thought we were going to call it the Royal Commission A League Women's. It's a Ponzi, guys. Pakua, Pakua, tell me your thoughts. You you like the NBA All Star Game, but you don't think it'll work. Uh, I do. No, I, I just don't think there's enough individualist 
like you know mm. it's yeah. like i think it was Andre was speaking about it 15 threes like there's no no, no it's, it's exactly it's and there's no it's too there's too much you know it's too much team as opposed to you can't really show off any skills i'm not there's no there's no Ronaldinho out there so i don't really I'm not really switching in for that I mean, Talbot of Sydney FC did a nice Elastica on the uh, weekend, and I was like, whoa! Anyway. I want less uh, name, I'm all Taryn, what's your thoughts? All stars, like, dislike? I, I don't care. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> like, if it, you know, if it brings lots of people to the ground and lots of people get excited about it, that's fine, whatever. Mm. But, yeah, it's not really going to be a showcase. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have surveyed the Australian football public and there is a unanimous, eh, I, I guess, whatever. What, Taryn and Picourt, would you be more interested if it was Barcelona feminine? Yeah, I would, actually. Absolutely. I would. Given I would. That it, but then again, <laughs> would. Then again would, would that would that potentially just be a Matildas versus Spain game, given that... Great. Sign me yeah. up. Any, <laughs> I'll turn it on. Is, is, as inconsistent as this sounds, I would be, I would be all in for watching Jenny Hermosa play in a football pitch in Australia. Absolutely. So I'm cool. Oh yeah, anything that brings that team here, I am all for. Anyway, you know what's annoying is Puteas is clearly the best player in the world. No, and, she is. And Ante no, has to zag every Hermoso, time someone has to zag. Oh my And now, now we get another version of it. Oh, Sorry. Oh, oh wait. Oh, this is a this is a this is a massive weekend. We're gonna move on. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, w- I would like Paco uh, and Taran. I know you know you're more focused uh, in the women's game, but I think we should. The, the one thing that the All Star concept does give you, which I really like, is it allows the media to just debate this thing forever and ever, and it's all nonsense. But it feels column inches and TV shows and podcasts and that. So goalkeepers. And we, you know what? We can do an all-star uh, team for the men and the women. So, guys, I'll start with you. A-League all-star goalkeeper men. Who is your nomination, Joey? In line with my thoughts, Ren, I'm just going to pick the most entertaining 11. So, Ivan. Felivan. <laughs> Ante? Um, coming back to Luka Modic's second-half monster class. No, no, okay, no, 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 no. Ante lost his uh, permission. <laughs> Oh, when that's, that's to get rid of that, all right, there'll be no look at Modric chat. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, I'll take. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, Gauchi. Okay. All right. Pakua, who would you nominate in uh, Aliga Mujeres? Um, I think even though she didn't have the greatest weekend, Lisa Barbieri, I, I think she'd pull off some like spectacular saves. It'd be good yeah. quality content. Seniority. Just her yelling would be good fun. Karen? <laughs> Ooh, I would have to say Casey Dumont for partly because I think she's an excellent shot stopper, but also her distribution is so chaotic. It could mm. just add an extra layer. I love I love all our sub reasons. I love like this kind of like this, but really this. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get on to uh, the biggest games of the weekend, uh, the semifinals. Uh, all right. Also, no, also for the All Star, I want um, ninety minutes of Adama Traore running at Scott Jamison. Yeah, Scary. I mean, 
look, there's some potentially very funny things that could happen in that game, but whatever. We'll we'll get on we'll get on to that. Hey, work for Dylan Perez. <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah, it was very nice. It was very nice. Okay, uh, what would you guys like to start with first? We had the two-one Melbourne victory uh, win over Adelaide uh, this afternoon, or we had the game uh, on Friday night, Sydney FC four, Melbourne City two. I'm going either way. It's your podcast. You you pick, Nick. That's true. It's my podcast. Hold on, no, no, Pakua, Pakua. <laughs> did you perhaps go? Slightly early on Friday night. Nah, nah, Joey. I didn't. I um, you know, I was writing the motion. I was living my best life. But, Can we get um, an explanation? Former... No, you know Pakua, what? I from was... memory, uh, Pakua put up a celebratory tweet as You know what? I blame a former co-host on this show for cursing Melbourne. Yeah, here we go. It's Stephen A. Smith up... dancing. No, no, no. He he decided Dancing. to bring up unnecessarily the red card. <laughs> and then they started pouring in. And I blame this man wholeheartedly. He's public enemy number one to me. I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear a tweet from him. It's just, it's upset me. He ruined the game. He ruined it. It's his fault. <laughs> are you are you a Melbourne City fan? Or like was this no, or you just wanted to see Sydney and team lose? I just wanted a home grand final. That's all I wanted. Was that too much there to enough, ask for? There are, there are enough Aliga women's uh, media members who are supporters of football clubs anyway, so we don't need them. <laughs> okay. Come on, you all don't right, need them. All right, Dante. All right, Dante. <laughs> Taryn, your thoughts uh, on the Sydney FC for Melbourne City too? Because it did look like Melbourne City, oh, you know, Rado Vitisic has done it. Oh, they've worked it out. Oh, and then. Yeah, I mean, Rado Vitisic almost did it and then he undid it. <laughs> with some very strange <laughs> substitutions. Um, like, I mean, obviously that wasn't the only reason. Um, yeah, the mood was down in in my household as well. We purely wanted a Melbourne grand final and then we were upset. So that's, it, it is what it is. It, it do be like that. Um, no, it was just, yeah, it was, it was weird because Sydney looked like at any point that they were going to score and then they just sort of weren't scoring and then it, it was 2-0 and it, and it sort of felt like up until the point it was like, oh, you know, this is just going to be one of those games where they, they don't find a way into the back of the net. Um, and then they did. Um, <laughs> uh, Stock came off in the 70th minute and even before then Torpy came off in the 65th and like they both are you know, not maybe fully fit, but, you know, surely the best form of load management is not playing next week. Um, so I'm not sure why you don't keep them on, like especially Stott, um, because she's such a huge part of like containing Sydney, particularly Courtney Vine, who made such a big difference um, as well when she came on at halftime. I'm a bit mean to Paige Satchel, but Paige Satchel really is like B-grade Courtney Vine. Like Courtney Vine is just like... <laughs> That she's so fast and so these dribbly the and does these the are same the takes thing. we wanted you on for. Man. <laughs> like, this, this is what we want. Well, I mean, like compared to Connie Vine, anyone is big. Connie Vine is like too good for the league. Um, but yeah, Howdy it all sort of fell Vine, apart. Um, oh, and then such, you know, I have such different takes about this about Courtney Vine. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, go for it. Oh, go for it. Go for it. I, I think, Do it. I, I, I like Courtney Vine, but I think she's slightly overrated. She is the definition of pace and power. She is. Yes. She's a great. Yes. Great, she's no cheering from the sidelines. Let him fight it clean. She's incredibly. Powerful, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But... Sorry. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> 
I will say though, like compared the standard of A League women's makes Courtney Vine look even greater than she is. I think if she went overseas, I think she would get exposed a lot because sometimes her decision making on the ball and her her placement is not the greatest, and she's just incredibly fast. Then I think it it helps in a league that's not incredibly fast. Yeah, that's just that's just me. That's just me. That's just me. <laughs> but she's a great no, player. Yeah, that's fair. She is. She's a great player. She's very fast and very dribbly and very zoomy, and like that's that's very fun. Um, presumably when there are when there are players that are also faster and zoomier and like able to defend her <laughs> that like makes a difference I would I do think that like I am excited at the prospect of Courtney Vine going to a league where she's forced to learn to like track yeah. back <laughs> because that is just not something in her game I think in the Asia Cup she played right back at one point and looked lost <laughs> like looked like she was just I don't I don't know it was an odd decision um but yeah, the game was chaotic. It was very fun. I think that it was one of those like where, you know, if you didn't enjoy the game, you're either a diehard Melbourne City fan or you hate football and, you know, whatever <laughs> one that is sucks. <laughs> Yo, but, uh... <laughs> uh, you're sometimes known to suck. So give us your thoughts on the game. <laughs> Joey, Joey wait. Sorry, I was distracted. Um, I, just, I, I think once again, catching the replay on it because I was calling uh, Melbourne Croatia's uh, comeback against Bentley Green that league. night as well. Tom Manos, man, what a save! Um, yeah, I, the, pretty much, basically, looking at it when Vine just came on, just the energy she was bringing, City looking increasingly flatter as the game went on. I think once. Vine got the first goal in the comeback. I think there was no team winning that game other than Sydney. I think it was just a matter of time until they got the equaliser. Um, although, to be honest, looking at Rojas' actual goal, City's defence, I mean, at that point, squeaky bum time, you're down a player. They got Sydney got in behind them pretty easily, given the, the prevailing circumstances that surrounding the goal. But, yeah, especially once it went to extra time, listen, there was absolutely no side winning that game other than Sydney once we went to an extra 30 minutes of football. My biggest um, point of intrigue moving forward is, one, perhaps it was a case of balls, ball don't lie with um, Bubs going off because she, it could have been a case where she should have gotten that card instead of TJ Blanich. Um, so that was so the fact that she got sent off um, late in extra time down 4-2, bit of an error, let's admit it, on her part. But it's also very interesting now in the sense that she's out of contract at the end of this season. She's 41 years old. Even if she comes back, it's almost certain that she will not start for Melbourne City next season. We are facing down circumstances wherein Melissa Barbieri's legendary career ends with her sitting in the stands in a tracksuit, watching as Melbourne Victory, not Melbourne City, out of the A League Women's uh, Liberty Financial A League Women's Finals. That to think, me is a very intriguing storyline. Do you think 
Okay, so we'll get we'll get on to victory in a minute, but and and this is for all of you. Did the performance of both teams did it make you did it give you more confidence in Sydney FC that they can come through these kind of you know tough times with resilience and they can overcome it and, and they'll do so again in the grand final, or did it show that there are you know kind of chinks in the armor and there are weaknesses that can be exposed? We, we've been seeing chinks in Sydney's armor for months. Yeah, like watch, they, they've watch always the been. Watch the Adelaide game. Yeah, like they, the the most the most definitive aspect about that game against Melbourne City or you know this recent one, this final was just how chaotic it was, and that's probably what makes Courtney Vine such a transformative figure within the context of that game, and something about Vine speaking of her ability to transfer, you know in the event she moves away from the Liberty Financial La Liga women's, um, would be the positions in which she picks up the ball, allowing her to go downhill at defenders. I don't think that happens elsewhere or at relatively higher levels. And I'm 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 aligned with Pakura in the sense that she's primarily just a PNP player. Um, and to be honest, most of the you know, better players in the R League are women's or PMP players. This is, it's not, you know, I don't think it's anything that, you know, that we have to, sh- that we have to hide around. Um, Perhaps one of the I, best I, non-PMP players in the league wasn't playing last night because she's done her OTL. Hmm. Yes. But Who were, did it give, did it give you more confidence in Sydney? Um, did we, I, I think I learned more about Melbourne City, but I think I've learnt, been learning about them throughout the season. I think they're a great – they work well as a unit and they can hold on. And even when their best player hasn't – like, is able to play, I think they've done well and they've showed character throughout these games. I think Bar- Melissa Bar- Barbieri going off and going for that challenge is an indication of the type of team they are where they never say die but probably wasn't the great decision when you're 4-2 down. I think Sydney at times, you know, show that they can have moments where they just don't play well, especially with Hawksby not in control. I think they rely a lot on Hawksby. I think people have talked a lot about Vine and Siemenson and all that, but Hawksby is that engine for that team. If she is not involved, they don't really do anything. I think that's why Sydney were able to control the game for large portions because they essentially marked her out of the game. Taryn? Yeah, it's it's hard to, like, compare. I think Melbourne City play in a different way than most, than pretty much any other team because pretty much every other team goes 4-3-3, very direct, mm. zoom, run very fast, score goals <laughs> on the counter. Um, and Sydney do that as well, and they do that with, a set of players that is better than most other sets of players. Um, like, you know, you, you compare the benches of any other team to Sydney, you know, on their bench. You've got Sarah Hunter who came on and scored the goal to make it 3-2. You've got, you know, Cote Rojas, like Courtney Vine coming off the bench, you know, normal circumstances, she's not injured. Like Paige Satchel is a great player to have coming off the bench. Um, so, And imagine you know. if Lowe was more <laughs> assertive in a game. Yeah, yeah, Rachel, though, is a funny one because she – this is a great opportunity to drop in my fun fact about Rachel Lowe. I once captained her in cricket. She was, she was great, little bold little mediums, fun fun fact. Um, just drop how that did, in any opportunity. She, 
How did she respond to your instructions? <laughs> I don't know. She was like, <laughs> yeah, she was like 14. <laughs> Where did you feel that? Where did where did, where did she feel? That? Do you think do you, know what? do you think your leadership helped her get to where she is now? Oh, undoubtedly. You, you know what? I'm more intrigued actually. As a captain, <laughs> where did you, you adopt it? This I is bet? a cricket was, podcast now. Yeah, I was a bowler. I was a bowler. I batted <laughs> at like bit. six or seven in this team. I think you batted at six. Something oh, like that in this as team. A bowler. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, it was like an all schools thing. So I was in like okay. year twelve, and like she was in like year nine or something. Mm-hmm. She's pretty good to be playing in the same team. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, she's good. She bought really handy little offies. Uh, not offies, bloody hell. She bought little handy little mediums, just little little nippy mediums. Just medium line and length, just line, line and length, just, just on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. This is getting too much for it my non-cricketing brain. So. <laughs> Back to the football. Rachel, as a footballer, I mm. I don't know what to do with her as a footballer because she has these moments where she, you know, gets in the right places, knows what to mm. do, looks really, you know, exciting and fun, mm. um, and then misses, <laughs> um, and then you know, just like doesn't carry out the action. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't know. And it's interesting because it was sort of like it's been between her and Sarah Hunter for that spot throughout the whole season. Um, I think they're they're different players. I think Sarah Hunter is mm. more of a, you know, less progressive as a player, um, <laughs> less able to get those progressive pl- passes. Um, not like less progressive as in like she doesn't live in the inner north, like less progressive <laughs> as in like, you know, with passing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's a non-Sydney reference because the inner north is not progressive. Probably, probably, you know? Inner west, inner west. We'll, we'll get that for the for the Sydney people. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. She she had a, a chance like really early on in the first half that she just she just looked yeah. like yeah. I don't know. Can I, can I ask if you were captaining uh, Maria Rojas at cricket? Uh, how, where would you field her? How would you use her? You know, I mean, she's Chilean. Uh, I think she's mm. a fantastic footballer. I'm not sure oh, if she even knows the rules of cricket. And I she's fielding. She she's fielding under the helmet in the batter's yeah. ear yeah. the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> Absolutely. Just yeah. <laughs> um. Well, should we move on? Does anyone else have any other thoughts they want to share about Sydney FC uh, and Melbourne City before we move on to the second semi-final? I still think Rebecca Stott, personal bias is massively acknowledged, is a star um, for Melbourne City. I think she's so integral. I mean, her role in the build-up to one of those city goals, she's, if she can't play 90 minutes against victory, City are in even potentially more trouble than they even might be at the moment, as we'll get to in a second. I think Stotty like everybody like it's really tempting to just look at study and think talk about how inspirational she is because of her cancer journey which a thousand percent it is she's a fucking good footballer in this league man like that by the way guys not... you can swear on this podcast if you want to just in case yeah you there you go. yeah like she's she, yeah. like, she's good man like she's one of the best players in this bloody league and that shouldn't be obscured just by everything else she's accomplished like yeah she's good man like, I, I just even want to ask like, Joey, a, yeah. sorry, before you go, Nick, I just want to ask yeah. Joey a question because I have the belief that if Stoddy had stayed on till at least the 80th minute, I think City can hold on because I think they left a gigantic gap in the midfield after she went off. Do you think if Stoddy stays on, City hold on? 
I think they've got a much better chance at it than they did previously. Um, I'm not sure if they can contain the chaos that arose, but they've got a lot better chance to do it, I think, with Stott in the middle. Pick the splinters out of your ass. Hey? (laughs) Pick the splinters out of your ass. No. (laughs) Pakua, that was a very good question. And that was a very good example of uh, good hosting. And I don't want you to undermine me by showing me up as a better host. Hold on. on. Just very quickly. quickly, We have a fine tradition of cheap plugs on this podcast. Pakua, plug the show that you do host. Uh, I host Radio Dub on FNR, 7 7 o'clock or 7.15, it depends how the show before goes, uh, on FNR. There's some Twitter, YouTube, all everywhere, everywhere. Good content. It's it's available as a podcast. (laughs) I often catch it as a podcast the next day. And and, and Taryn, plug your stuff. Yes, um, I am on the Massive Dub Pod. I can't claim it as my show because Michelle would kill me, uh, but I am on uh, it. Put yourself over. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's my show. Ha! Um, <laughs> no, it is It is the Ladies League podcast. We talk dub, um, Liberty, A-League, women. Um, it's fun. Listen to us. We're on various platforms and so yeah, forth. Yeah, some good questions of Danny Townsend the other day. No. Yes. <laughs> I referenced one of them when I interviewed him later. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, I'll and tell I you do, what was I fantastic. Do, I, do, I do have a Michelle inspired question for you two at the end of this segment as well. <laughs> Nick Stoll's time is Anything Michelle inspired is, uh, is, is always slightly questionable. So I look forward to it. You know what's slightly questionable? Going too long in this podcast, and that's what we're doing. (laughs) 37 minutes deep, and we have barely got on to most of the topics that we need to get through. So, (laughs) Melbourne Victory 2 got the result at Hindmarsh Stadium over Adelaide United 1. Adelaide United, first time in the finals for many, many years. Uh, We guys. First time ever, Nick. First time ever. Yeah, the many, many years also includes ever. (laughs) I I would say many, many years. Means a long time, maybe ever. Uh, former right. SBS The World Game hosts in Adelaide. Name them one iconic. Gym. <laughs> Look, they lost, so who cares about them? That's my point. <laughs> All right, no, no, but hey, 2 1. Uh, look, nice finish from uh, Leo Privatelli. That nice little finish there, just boom, took the speed off the ball. Very much enjoyed that. Uh, what an incredible uh, free kick by Sasaki. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but Jesus. Like, someone said it was Ronaldinho v David Seaman. I think it was yeah, better. Freaks. Well, yeah, I mean, oh, come on. Just, forget David Seaman. The guy's an idiot. Yeah, forget but him. Forget what, him. What, what did you guys uh, make of make of the game? Taran, I'll start with you. What did you make of the, the victory for victory? Didn't expect it. <laughs> did not. Didn't expect it at all. Um, you know, I think Melbourne victory, a very different side when they have two centre-backs that are actually centre-backs, a six that's actually a six and a nine that's actually a nine. So um, this is <laughs> uh, possibly the first time that that has happened um, except for, for since round one. So that's good. Um, they also look a much better side after a week's rest. So that's good. Um, no, I, I didn't expect it at all. I think Adelaide... Adelaide really, really struggled. They were, they were, they were pretty disappointing. Actually, I think maybe just the weight of their first final in many, many years um, <laughs> probably did weigh on them a little bit. Um, interestingly, 
um, and I would love to hear other perspectives on this. I almost feel like Kyra Cooney Cross, she's a, she's a big miss. She's an excellent player. She was a big miss, but it kind of changed structurally the way they played. Tiff Eliadis has been playing as a centre back and then has like earned her spot as a sort of more defensive midfielder. Oh, <laughs> I see. Okay, people are interested in this point. Did you um, did you did you listen to the show last week, Taryn? I didn't. I have to confess, I didn't. Where we made this exact point, the victory might function better without Kyra Cooney Cross. Oh well, yeah, I, I think against Adelaide. I think against Adelaide they did. I, I, I really think that they did. And I think next week with Kyra Cooney Cross back against Melbourne City, that's a different proposition. I think that she'll yeah. be much more effective against Melbourne City. So, yeah, I think Tefaliotis did great. Good for her. And Amy Jackson and the whole structure of Melbourne victory just was set up to counter Adelaide. And Adelaide looked really toothless, which is sad because they're usually very exciting. And that's yeah, and I guess that's the um, that's the main dynamic for specifically how tight Dylan Holmes looked in you know in early phases of that game, especially when you know the air kind of started to get thick in that game when re- Adelaide really had to figure things out, even with Sasaki and Omiya, um, you know, playing in you know playing together and starting together. Um, because Dylan Holmes does really kind of uh, capitalise in certain moments and in certain broken phases of play, and this was a game that really tightened up for Adelaide, and they had to really kind of kind of figure things out against a victory that was that was open to you know, or that was open to the idea of you know sitting off them and being you know, and reacting, um, and that's looking at Molina Air's impact on that game. Uh, yeah, I think I think these two points are, are specifically aligned. Um, and but having watched airs as well, like a lot of times in in the in the VPL, um, it was it was cool to it was cool to see her have this kind of impact in this kind of game. What what's the community version of Liberty Financial? Um, financial, right? So uh, no, Pepper. Some pay, payday loan or something? No, not Pepper. The payday loan VPL. <laughs> Pakua, VP, uh, payday loan VPL women's. Pakua, there's there's, there's also the low match? income verification in the in the VPL. So, oh, my thoughts. Um, yeah, your thoughts. I on think Gro- <laughs> I think Grove did an excellent job keeping Adelaide in the game for as long as she did. I know later on in the game she like struggled, but I think she made some really crucial saves. And I, at times, I think victory weren't capitalizing on their opportunities. I think the front three for Adelaide lacked any movement and any sort of creativity when they really needed to break down a victory defense that has looked shaky a lot of times throughout the season. I was disappointed they didn't attack that right hand side where Nevin was a lot more, particularly after she got that yellow card because. I think she, even without she the yellow card, she was bad. She was flat yeah, out she's bad. Probably, she's probably the weakest defender she's shown this season. She hasn't had a great season. So why Dorber and Works didn't rotate more and really give trouble Nevin more, I was really surprised by that, particularly in the second half. Because in the first half, they showed moments where they actually could kind of break them down. But in the second half, they lacked any sort of ideas. And maybe that has to do with Dylan Holmes not being as effective and able to you know, free up more space for them. Well, I think I can tell you why they targeted um, Doran over um, Nevin, just NRI. Yeah. Nevin's the Matilda's wingback 
Polydoran. Yeah, like Polydoran's just some random former Essendon, Triestina, and uh, Calder player. Even though, you know, several games this season, she's been the best wingback for Melbourne Victory by quite a margin. And it was it was bizarre, yeah, to watch that Adelaide really didn't attack that right flank as much as they did. But quite frankly, Adelaide were, weren't good today. I'm um, like, mate, yeah, it's cliche, but just like they just didn't look like they showed up for their first ever final. Just the occasion got to them. I, don't, I think the adjustments from Stenter as he was chasing the game, his subs, None of them affected the game anywhere in the anywhere how he would have wanted. I, and I just think they wilted um, in the face of Melbourne victory. And especially now, it's Melina Ayres, proper number nine. Like, she knows where to be. Like, she knows exactly where she needs to be at all times to affect play, whether that's scoring goals, as we saw on that thing where she made the exact run she needed to to get the cross from Privatelli. Fantastic cross from Privatelli. Well, can I drop in a fun fact about Privatelli? She used she and I for she and I for years and years lived on the same street in uh, Bulleen. I, I thought she bowled medium paces as well. <laughs> I don't know what she bowled, <laughs> but she and she and my brother Great, were in the cricket bowling medium paces. She she and my brother were in the same class at uh, St Clement's of Rome Primary School. Sorry, can you say that word for us again, please? Is it staff? Uh, she and my brother Eugene were in the same were in the same year at St. Clements of Rome <laughs> in Berlin. Good job. Good job. Yes. Okay. So that's my fun Privatelli fact. But also, you know, once again, personal bias. I also think Privatelli had a good game today. Like Privatelli Privatelli knows what she's good at and she does it. Like Privatelli. Yep, she stays in a line, she stays on the flank, and she just <laughs> does her job. She runs and runs and runs. She doesn't give her opponent a moment's peace. Um, I remember watching her against Sydney FC, that game that they drew down at the Georgies. I was sitting on the flank that she was at. Soon as she came on, man, she was on the Sydney defenders like white on rice. She just like refused to lose. She's got mongrel in her. Like, she makes defenders have very bad days. And I love to see that. Um, yeah, Molina Rares also fantastic. I think Molina Rares is going to be a real challenge for City next week just because of her sense of positioning. And, I mean, I was watching City against the Newcastle Jets where they were caught at sixes or sevens on multiple occasions um, by strikers that couldn't finish. They make those mistakes against Molina Rares. She's going to... Eat them alive. Pakua? See, I think that the, 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 the Privatelli thing is so key because had Kyra Cooney Cross played, she probably would have played in the position that Privatelli played in this game because we've seen Jeff Hopkins put her up top. And I think it would have taken away so much from Victory's ability to really disrupt Adelaide because at times Adelaide looked okay defensively. They were able to kind of nullify a lot of Victory's attack. I think Victory was just a little bit more prolific, particularly having Melina Ayres today. But I think that Jeff Hopkins has a tough decision next week with Kyra Cooney Cross being available because they played well today. They showed they were more compact as a unit and they actually defended more 
than Kyra Cooney Cross is available to, able to do since sometimes she doesn't track back in the way that she actually needs to and leaves gaps in the midfield and also for that defence. I guess the difference in succinct terms between Cooney Cross and Privatelli is that Privatelli is a winger who does winger things and Cooney Cross is, let's say, a midfielder trapped in the body of a winger. And, and I think... And Cooney Cross as well, like a lot of what she does when she does play out wide, it, it a lot of it is dropping in and just providing circulation and just an extra number around the ball and just providing numerical superiority. She doesn't necessarily provide positional superiority. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that gives victory in relation to Pripatelli a, a, a more distinct and profound directness. And that might put City, oh, Sydney, or anyone who they face in the finals really um, under more under more pronounced pressure. Hey, let's take a look uh, at the predictions for the elimination final, and then so here's what I want to know from all four of you, starting with you, Joey, who worked our way clockwise. Uh, who who do you think is going to win between Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory? And then who do you think is better placed to beat Sydney? The week after, and can it, it doesn't matter? Can anyone do that, Joey? Both of them can beat Sydney. Neither of them will be favourites, but both of them absolutely can beat Sydney. Um, Sydney already did. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, next week, where are you leaning? You can. I'm, I'm happy for you to do a 55-45 prediction. 60-40. With, with Bub suspended, I'm leaning victory. 65-35 victory. Oh, I think Bubs is a mass. Bubs is not just that. Not, Bubs has been the second best goalkeeper in A League Women's this year, and she is also the leader. Like if you watch Melbourne City play live, she does not, in the best possible way, she does not shut the fuck up. <laughs> City's defense will miss that, especially and she's an all-star. She's an all-star number knee, uh, I believe, according to us 20 minutes ago. Ante, Ante, your thoughts next week and can either of them beat uh, Sydney FC? They both can beat Sydney FC in the final, but I'll take City. All right. Taryn, next week, thoughts? I'm going to go like 60-40 victory. Because not mm-hmm. just for Bubs, but I think City at their worst are very ponderous. And I think TJ Vlanich also being out is another direct player that they are now missing. So. Victory going to have the ball, victory. I reckon. Yeah. All right. Um, Pakua. Oh, Give me a team. I would Give like... me a number. I would like I'd like City to win. Yeah, I think they can do it. I think they can. Why hold would you on like City enough. to win as opposed to victory? Because she's a City fan. I, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a City fan. I, I, I'm not a. Look at I'm these cheerleaders in the Melbourne media. Have been the more <laughs> City have just been more consistent of the Melbourne teams this year, and I've I liked watching them play a little bit more. Uh, I think it's going to be tough. I'm going like a 60-40 split. I think City are going to win, um, and I think they're a better matchup against uh, Sydney FC anyway, personally. 
Okay, you've all said that they can, either team can beat Sydney in the final. Would you all still say that Sydney are the favourite? Okay, Sydney first the field. Give me your percentage. At home, Sydney definitely the favourites. Um, percentage that Sydney would be favourites. Ask me again next week. Oh, nice. Ante. Yeah, I'm. I'm Need the matchup. Okay, all right. Maybe that was a bad question. Aaron, <laughs> bad host. Let me know. It was that a bad question? Sixty forty. Bad question. Good question. I don't, I don't think it's a bad question. Fifty fifty. The words of Victor Sorry, Pekuli, uh, what you were saying before I'll they were <laughs> um, I think Sydney are the favourites, but I think that any of the – yeah, Sydney are the favourites. Sydney are the favourites. Comfortable. Comfortable. At home, yeah. Right. Taryn, want to go against the grass? Yes. No, Sydney are favourites. <laughs> S- seven, 75-25. Let's put a number oh. on it. Especially oh. just the I week of – the week off means so much. The I couldn't do the math so quick enough. I couldn't do the math quick enough to figure out if it was 70-30 or 75-25. I couldn't figure it out. It's all 75-50. I know what it is. All right. Well, thank God you're not doing any kind of maths degree. <laughs> you need darn <laughs> journalism. It's all, it's all easy. Don't worry about it. It's all good. No maths. Are you talking hey, about exactly. uh, guys, we, we were speaking before you guys got on about what was your favorite moment of the weekend. My favorite moment of the weekend was having you guys on the show because you brought so much fire. Excellent, excellent contribution. But what was your, before you go, what was your favourite uh, moment of the weekend? Pakua. Uh, oh, all the dub games. I actually don't have a specific moment. I've got to be honest with you. All the dub games was pretty good. All right. All right. Actually, no, my strong? tweet. My tweet was, you know, it was a good moment. <laughs> Pakua just like leaning on the window like this, looking out into the distance. Like... <laughs> Taryn, your moment of the weekend? I just think the whole Sydney v City game was just a lot of fun. And, like, I had a friend over and we were just, like, the, like, how irritated everyone was compared to, like, how fun it was was just a really fun, like, mix of emotions. So um, uh, I'll I'll go with that. It was was lots of fun. All right. Well, it was lots of fun having you guys on. Uh, I presume i hope that we can get you back on uh after next week's sure. game and then for Better the final and uh, um, without a doubt, <laughs> without a doubt. Uh, it, is, it is well past my bedtime so it's uh <laughs> it's fair enough it's fair enough and this podcast as i say every week is definitely going to be under 60 minutes and we have five minutes left to make that true so we have to say goodbye to you now but thank you so much for joining us uh where can people follow you Pakua? Uh, Twitter, Frimmy31. I think that's what the handle I have at the moment. I don't know. <laughs> to be that's fair, great, I don't great, great promotion. <laughs> Taryn, where can people follow you? Um, on Twitter, at my name, at Taryn Hedo, or follow the Ladies League where you just get Rose, but you know. Close. There you go. So many Easy. options. So many things to choose. Wait, no, just how, how many people are in control of the TLL Twitter account at the moment? No, don't say it for legal reasons because if you ever do a dodgy tweet, put down uh, a thousand. A thousand. It could be anyone. Uh, the A-League Jeez. memes approach. They are legal. I, I, I have to confess, I did once have control of it and I was so terrible at, like, doing anything on the account. Like, I just, I couldn't do a meme to save my life. So, no. No, it's, it's, it will rarely be me unless it's, like, some really terrible, like, but, mm-hmm. one-liner. 
best host. I also didn't get to ask them the question that I wanted to. Okay, go go quickly. Uh, quickly, quickly, quickly. Based on Michelle's tweets, I wanted to ask of the both of you your opinion on double headers for finals. And would it would you rather see Sunday's preliminary final at Amy Park stay standalone? Or if there was the option, would you rather see it made a double header with the Melbourne Derby on the Saturday? Damn, good question. I wish I asked it. Taryn, you can go first on this one. Oh my god. No, like I and and it might change your answer if I what if I told you that victory players used the possibility of a double header and upwards of 10, 15,000 people cheering them on in the second half as a motivating factor against Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, look, it, a single a single game being a doubleheader is one thing in and of itself. It, like, for example, like the game today was a doubleheader because the 405 TV slot and because you know, it was in Adelaide and because the men were playing and because it just made sense and because these are the facilities that are available and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a whole like series of issues. So like I can sit here as a fan and be like, I hate double headers. And I do, I hate double headers, but they happen because of a whole like network of reasons behind them. So like rather than, you know, ending double headers immediately, we need to end the network of reasons behind the fact that you wouldn't get 10,000 to a standalone game before you can end double headers, it's a very complex answer. But no, no, it's look, a very good. It's a very good answer. It's a very TNC answer. Destroy the system is pretty much always <laughs> what it comes. The whole to. damn system is wrong. Pakua, what you reckon? Destroy capitalism or keep it going? Destroy capitalism, but take it to the next level. Double headers in just the rate like the regular season. I have I don't have as big of an issue with it, but when it comes to finals, I prefer not. I prefer let the let the talent speak for itself. It's the finals. If you're doing double headers, then you have no confidence in the product that you're like actually creating in the long term. So. Double headers, regular season, finals, stick to just let them be by themselves, please. All right. Good point. Uh, guys, we can let you go uh, unless you want to stick around and talk about the A-League. And we're going to do that in The Isuzu Ute A-League men's. Isuzu A-League men's. Thank you very much. I'm going to be watching from the sidelines, see if you can keep this under two hours. That's what I'll do. <laughs> I think <laughs> I have to go 30 minutes over. <laughs> yeah. pray, pray for me. Pray for me. Taryn, it's past your bedtime. So it is well respect. Past. Get your sleep. <laughs> Enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great night. See you later. How good was that? That was fun. That was really good. There we go. All right. Uh, thanks so much, then, for coming on the show. Let's go back to we're building our all-star team. Uh, let's start. We're going to play 4 3 3. Bro, we, we got it. I'd, I'd rather just, I'd rather just right talk back. about the games. Right. If we back. were to go, right if we were to go two hours. Who are you picking? Who are you picking? Uh, right. I'll nominate me, Josh Risden. Let's go. All right. Meme team. Uh, meme team right back. Dylan Piraeus. Ante. I don't know. Like, shit. Um... Ryan Grant? <laughs> hey, now. You're an all-star. Get your game on. Ante, we're doing this for every position. Don't overthink it. No, right? I, 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 I don't know. Head. I just I right. flat out don't all know right. because it's the most inconsequential position in all of football. Right back. Oh. 
bro, shitting on that. Unless you're Danny Arvin. Yeah. Okay, okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Are we seriously goodness. naming all 11 positions or are you just killing time until the timer says 60 minutes? No, 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 no. Please, me killing time? Never do that. Hey, uh, MacArthur 3, <laughs> Western Sydney Wanderers 1. Um, look, I have a question and I don't know if you guys can answer it, but I think the Bulls are terrible. I think they're crap. But these guys keep winning and it keeps annoying me. And if you look at the table, they're fourth. And this team is not, in my opinion, the fourth best team in the league. What do you guys think? Did you catch the game, either of you? Because I believe you maybe did. Do the thing. Oh, oh, oh sorry. You got you to set it up. You got to set it up. You, gotta... you can't keep getting away with it. He can't keep getting away with it. He won't. <laughs> Didn't realize the bloke with the gun was at the end of it until I actually pulled it up. That's I what I'm off it. it just yeah. <laughs> like, I, I thought it was just. I play it for the first time on air, and there's a bloke with a gun on it. Oh, goodness. Anyway. Yeah. MacArthur. MacArthur. <sighs> this so. Like, it was cool that Toure was able to, you know, get his assist without a boot on this, that. Like, it was great for the metrics and great for the retweets and whatnot. But, oh, man, they're just so uninspiring. And that's, I guess, you know, they're not alone when it comes to teams in the current top six of well, the Azuzu Aliga men's. Like, they're among, they're among a swathe of teams that are uninspiring. I mean, it's look at three through... Six, the Adelaide, MacArthur, Victory, and Sydney. Shit, they they just played like uh, it's like all right. Shit is is a is an idealist or a you know it's it's zealotry to call it that. Let me you know I'm tr- I'm trying to be diplomatic after my meltdown last week, um, <laughs> but it, it's it's. You, it's hard to ignore how bland they play their football in relation to, you know, let's say general interest towards the league itself. You look, I, this is what I say about MacArthur. So I think the first goal is a very nice goal. You mentioned it. Uh, Santore, it was, it was a cool moment. It was a well-worked goal. Devere was involved. Uh, they got the mm-hmm. ball out wide. Nice cross in um, from Torre for Craig Noon, who's scoring quite a few goals. But from the goal until about the 70th minute, they Correct. did fuck no. all. They like, did like zero. Like, it's unbelievable that that amount of time could elapse at home and you do zero in a game. Like, if you look at the result, you go 3 1 win. Oh, they've done pretty well. Like, Wanderers played I relatively well, but, you know, and it, MacArthur just scored very timely goals. And that was the same thing with Adelaide. Like today, for example. So, uh, quick, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you're a bit more with advanced uh, metrics than me, advanced statistics than me, but a quick look at MacArthur, um, how they're doing, kind of how they rank in the league. Yeah, so according to uh, FootMob, they are 11th in the league for big chances created with 13 big chances in 16 games. Like, they're not an exciting team to watch, let's be honest. Uh, They are 11th in average possession with only 44%. The only team below them, can you guess? Western United. Yes, Western United is also doing well. Um, 
uh, strangely, you know, I, would, I guess you'd kind of think, oh, MacArthur, they don't create a lot, so their defence must be very solid. Not at all. No. They give up <laughs> they, high quality looks as well. It's just yeah. they've they've just been extremely lucky. They are, and... are second. Uh, so they're second last for goals can conceded per match. Only the yeah. Mariners have conceded more games per match than them. They've conceded the most penalties this season. Uh, when it comes to expected goals against, they're the second worst in the competition. And then expected goals for, it's not like they're creating a lot. They're seventh for expected but goals for. I guess, I guess the thing I've always looked at, um, I'm still yet to look at it this I'm still yet to go into it this week because I've, I've mm. been, I've, I have to catch up on it. But um, I'm Would you really say you keep intru- up with an untapped? <laughs> <laughs> Money well spent. Um, I'm. I, I still do want to see the average shot quality that MacArthur give up because I still. I, I. I've you know I've gone through every shot, you know per xG that you know that each team have copped in the league and and each team of you know each team have taken in the league. And MacArthur have kept a relatively low average shot quality. It's just an accumulation of shots that they give up. Um, but at the same time, they really don't create much of any note. And, you know, w- we talked about their, you know, their goals for or noon and Orr's, go- Orr's goals mm-hmm. recently. It's like you, you can't be relying on scoring bangers every week. That's not a sustainable plan. And, yeah, and I but, guess and it's sorry. I feel like I'm waiting for them to like regress to the mean. Like every week, I'm like, this week you're gonna cop it. How do you? But, keep going? <laughs> but it's not just that. It's like they brought in Davila and the Silva to supposedly play this, you know, really expensive football. But it's they they were essentially brought in to shoulder that burden and have everyone else run. <clears throat> Um, speaking of Davila, it was nice to uh, see the Mexican fans uh, make the trip out to MacArthur. I don't. Wait, hold on. Was it Robert? Was it Thompson on the call? <laughs> Feels nice to be able to have foreign flags at games. <laughs> who, who was it on the call that called them special Mexican masks? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Did Lucha Libre? The Lucha, Lucha masks, Libre yeah. masks, man. Oh, Come on, man. We need more wrestling savvy commentators. Hey, this uh, is another... this is where Paramount have failed the public the most. Another thing <laughs> about uh, how do they keep getting away with it? Uh, good to see there was a decent turnout uh, in the away end for the RBB, despite the fact they were charging forty dollars a ticket. How do they get away with that? Thirty dollars if you're five years old. I genuinely hope people jump the gates. Like, Slow I genuinely down, hope you got in for free. Like, that is such an absolute theft. I would have, I would have immediately reported them to police if they tried to charge me forty dollars <laughs> to go see me away in at a MacArthur game. But the, you know what? God. That's actually funny, considering you know Kuslovich is, you know, doing his best Marmich cosplay, and the away fan, the away end fills out, you know, MacArthur games just like the double games. <laughs> All right, that's a Croatian reference that none of us understand. <laughs> okay, let's let's get into Hajduk Dinamo from this week. <laughs> no, no, um, no, no, no. Okay. All right, Ante, mute. All right, there we go. Uh, Joey, do you have anything else on this game? Otherwise, I'm just going to move us on. Um, Western Sydney Wanderers continue to be hamstrung by some certain individuals that continue to see minutes uh, within that squad despite the coaching change. If you want to know who I'm referring to, just go back and check Ante's rant about who he cut um, from the side a few months ago. The song remains the same. 
Um, you can see the, that there are building blocks that are there for mm. the Wanderers. I mean, we've seen um, Ogawa and Najarine start again um, in this one. I think they should be starting week in and week out for that Wanderers side. But, man, like, what has Toma Hamed really brought? Western Sydney league. Wanderers to the league, even when he was at Wellington, man. Like, okay, he, okay. How much was he pushing the needle even at Wellington? But just he like, here, at Wellington. Yeah, but like yeah, here, but at like, what kind of, it was like you might as well call him Toma Pimid, for example. Like, <laughs> what kind of goals was he scoring? <laughs> like, yeah, like the, the contributions that he's made. You know, the Wanderers had to throw a bag at him to bring him over from Wellington, like. For the amount of money they're paying him for the visa slot that he's taken up, what exactly is, is he bringing the Wanderers that ju to justify that outlay? Experience. Of, uh, uh, Premier League experience. NRI. Uh, NRI. Played for Brighton. Played for Brighton. Speaking of uh, a visa spot being taken up, uh, Thomas Mehas. Uh, not getting any game time whatsoever. Like foreign goalkeepers, man. Yeah, just unbelievable. They wasted money on him. But anyway, I mean, uh, big Mike starting. But there's, you know, <laughs> there's another no. NPL Victoria goalkeeper wasting away on a bench that should be starting week in and week out in this league, and he's bloody not. All right. So the question was, are the balls actually good? And the answer is no. And eventually they'll be found out. Let's see. Uh, Guys, no, same no, with Western. No. So these are these are Western areas. Like it's not yeah, necessarily like, certain that they'll be found out. There is a good possibility that they'll regress to the mean on their own. But that, you know, you know, if if somebody actually somebody actually has to go looking to find yeah. them out. Mm, that's true. <laughs> Um, so Perth, uh, zero Sydney two. Perth playing at home again. And you think, okay, Perth, they're at home. It's going to be all good. Uh, and turns out not because uh, a lot of Perth fans were quite angry on the timeline. Uh, yes, they're quite frustrated with their team. Uh, I wonder I think, why. Yeah, they've really, uh, I, I think they've really kind of realized that, you know, they're struggling a lot. But, um, Ante, Joey, did either of you see any of this game? I was on yes. double watch and writing. Ante, how your can, thoughts on this game? How can you not start Colleen Steins? Quite simply, from Perth's perspective. How can you not start them? Like, it, it's almost negligent not to start them. They are, uh, even, even from a standpoint of, both in terms of developing them with the idea of actually, one, either having them prominent or two, selling them. And... Two, they just make your team better by being on the pitch, and they relieve a burden from you know from Bruno Fornaroli, who isn't capable of carrying a team anymore. Quite simply, like just bloody play them. But you know, Garcia is adamant that O'Neill and Timmons are, are the way forward for them, and you know O'Neill well, not O'Neill anymore. He's out for the yeah, season. Down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and that's a. <laughs> You know, that sucks, but at the same time, nice to see Yazbek, man. I've come around. Yeah. I'll, well, okay. I wanted to ask your thoughts on um, the left-back, Talbot. Uh, did quite well, intercepted the ball on the first goal, played a 1-2 mm. with Burgess, uh, played a night, showed a bit of uh, composure in the box as well, didn't rush, got his head up, looked for the right option, found Barbarus at the oh. far post. 
style. Yeah. Are you envisaging yeah. your like R Liga version of Messi, Dani Alves with Burgess and Talbot? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's <laughs> what ideas in my head. Is there, is, there, is there any any other podcast on the planet that would compare Max Burgess to Lionel Messi outside? Well, of Max one? Burgess is better than Lionel Messi right now, but like. Okay, I don't. I'm very Finish confused as to who, who to defend Finish right now. <laughs> I'm very confused over who to defend and who to attack. But that was outrageous. This is like <laughs> Pokemon areas. Nick Stoll hurt himself in his confusion. Looking good, and I got to say, uh, Kenny Lowe was on. Um, you know, good bloke, TM. Uh, Kenny Lowe was on co-cons and I love the fact that he openly admitted that he did not know who Talbot was. He referred to him as the wide player when he got the ball in there. But look, Talbot did well. Uh, you mentioned him, Yazbek did well. Uh, mm. Are we starting to see the Sydney FC rebuild? Is this what Sydney FC is going to look like more next season? Yazbek, Burgess, Talbot, you know, maybe you so. not Ninkovic, maybe not Bobo, maybe not, you know, uh, Palo Retre and Anthony Caceres. Yeah, I'm, I'm still yet to... I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head who they've got off contract at the end of the season. It all depends on that. Yeah. All right. Um, I just want to read you out uh, in, in terms of... Oh, I just also wanted to bring up uh, one of the great, great moments of the weekend. Uh, 55th minute, Ryan Grant. It wasn't so much a goal line clearance as a goal line dribble. He got the ball on the goal line and decided to dribble it out. Then he played a 1-2 with Barbarouss. Then he did an auto pass to get past the third player. For those of you who don't know an auto pass, it's when you pass it around one side and then you run the other side and you get on the other side. And then the touch was too heavy, so he absolutely cleaned up Latchman. And I was just like, more of that in the A-League. Goal line dribbles, one twos on the edge of your boxes, auto passes, and then if it goes wrong, just clean up the big defender who's trying to smash you. So I thought that was one of the moments of the weekend. Um, but Sydney FC, do we? Any, Sorry, any... let me. Uh, on. Sydney do have a lot of co- players off contract. I've just looked now. They have. Yes. So there is scope for a big rebuild, and there are players there who other clubs, from what I understand, are already looking at. And are already getting in contact with. Oh, interesting. Um, here's a question for you, uh, Ante. If you're going to say that Burgess is better than Messi, an outrageous statement, but I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Burgess the best Australian player in the league at receiving the ball in between the lines? Yes. Hmm. Not even. Not even close. Mm-hmm. It's not even. It's not even the how he receives. Go it's not on. Even the, the mere fact that he receives the ball in between the lines. It's the level of clarity that he displays when he receives the ball in between the lines, and that's what makes him such an adaptable player. You know, either playing as one of the two tens for Sydney or playing as one of the you know central midfielders for Sydney because he just understands from a situational basis what to do with the football when he has it. Um, yeah. He, I, do we really want to go here with Max Burgess? What do you mean? Should he be a hashtag bolter? Or would he so... be a hashtag bolter? Yeah, those are given... very two different questions. Yeah, they're very two different questions. We can ask them both, but later in the show when we talk supper. <laughs> uh Joey... oh, what a good host teasing for later. <laughs> but you think about it. Sorry, no, let's really get into it now. No, no, let's not Burgess get into it. We'll, we'll no. get into soccer is later. We'll get into soccer is later. Uh, Joey, gonna, gonna, do you have any we... nice things to say about Max Burgess? Like if so, you may continue. <laughs> <laughs> good, very good. 
some, he's some 27. He's very aerodynamic. You know, some are calling him the Bondi Burkamp. Uh, mainly uh, his friends. No, he's, he, he, you can't do that, man. He's Mula Vasquez. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> no, but that doesn't, there's no. I don't care about your NRI. He's Mula Vasquez. He's like a legit doppelganger for Mula Vasquez, man. Stop this. All right. Before we move on, and we'll move on to uh, City Western United in a moment, uh, I just wanted to read some tweets uh, from a guy called James. He's at Zizu Season 10, which already makes me a bit sus on his name. But I think he made some good points about the Perth glory. And, you know, obviously we're not over there. Uh, and maybe Perth kind of gets a bit forgotten about because it's all the way on the West Coast. But just kind of I wanted to maybe read them out and maybe Perth fans can get in touch if this yeah. is the feeling over there because I'd, like I'd like to know. Um, he says, it's very rare for me to be completely furious with the club. However, Perth Glory have proved today that they have zero ambition and have no problems with it. An insipid Ooh. performance against an ordinary Sydney FC highlighted the same problems on the pitch. We are so shit with our build-up play. It doesn't matter who's at centre-back. No one has the initiative to want to drive with the ball or play a progressive ball. To be fair, Rollins at least tried and was successful on a few occasions. But ahead of them, what the fuck was that? Zero movement from the collective unit. Pacific tried, rarely picked out. Keo tried, never picked out. Our players have been given zero clue on what's expected of them in all phases of the game. And that brings me to Richard Garcia. This club has employed a PE teacher to lead an important rebuild post <laughs> on one of the best managers the club has ever had, Tony Popovich. He said hey, the very a, high. A, a, a PE teacher has had the highest position in Australia's technical body for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good point. No, no just, I just... That's a good point. He said that he's talking Isn't about Tony Tony Gustafsson a PE teacher? But I wasn't talking about Tony. Tony, I know, but old, I, it's old, just old, that, old that reminded G, me. But... Was it Gustafsson a PE teacher as well? Let me check that. Anyway, right. guys, continue. Don't interrupt me too much. He set the bar <laughs> very high with style of play, recruitment, and subsequent success under Garcia. His mother's a PE teacher. I knew it was something like that. I oh, know. No, no he did too. Yeah, he was as well. Stoll's hosting capabilities with this. Cargo and puta vida. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to provide information to our audience. However, no, yes, like, considering his but, background as a maths and physical education teacher. But we, we, you know, shameless plug here, but we mentioned this at the very start of the season. What mm. do Perth Glory, you know, view themselves as? And how do they expect themselves to achieve? What is their perception of, of success, essentially? And their perception of success isn't necessarily footballing, you know, in relation to how they play their football. It's amazing yeah. how many things we say get yelled at, and then a few months later, everybody's agreeing with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, you know, that's that's a good plug for us. If you're listening at um, the hour eighteen minute mark, you're probably already fans of us, so you'll probably go along with that. Otherwise, that's a very arrogant shit. But let's move on. Well, no, no. I just remember a few weeks ago, I wrote something and got a lot of negative feedback from a lot of important people. And then two weeks later, everybody else is saying it as well. And I'm just like, ah, oh, Joseph, that's all right. Can we go? Don't, into, don't be insecure about it. Can we go? I'm not insecure. Into... I'm petty. There's a difference. <laughs> can we go into the details of what that is or no? No. Okay. Let's welcome in Nick Tabano. Nick Tabano. <laughs> what are you doing in my swamp? Hi, Tabano. Bonjour, no, the waiting room. Six minutes. Six minutes. I was counting. <laughs> Look, but I'm here. The bar, guys. We we had to we had to bring you in. We wanted to bring you in from the Good. start. We would have even considered you as a host, but you weren't available. Yeah. Ability is the be- availability is the best ability. You weren't available. 
What were you doing that was keeping Shows you from I, um, I was filling in as a late replacement for the Adelaide-Newcastle game, filing on that for news tonight. So it's been a bit of a I busy... the news papers. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, had to put my uh, Crow Eater hat on for, what was it, six hours to the double header, And, yeah, just wrapped up. Interesting presses. Um, very interesting presses nonetheless. Well, Carl Vart basically flat out said he didn't think they were very good and yeah. Hale just basically put it down to belief. That's why they won and felt that as the game wore on because Newcastle... Did he, did, did he, did he mention that he was a good bloke, Nick? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you're listening but, to this on a podcast, go to uh, an hour 19 uh, and 50 seconds to see Ante's reaction to <laughs> puts it down to belief. Worth it. Worth it. I, Better I than mean, anything Ante's ever said. I mean, um, belief is the, he's kind of playing into my good bloke theory there that he's a good bloke. Yeah. And he's got them believing. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's third technically on the list. I mean, you know, if we're going that way, you know. Um, but, yeah, he said, like, you know, as the game wore on, he felt they were going to win because Newcastle played three games in a week. And um, he said the subs helped change the game. It was all the same kind of stuff there. Arthur was, was actually quite bullish. I mean, he said he just feels like that, you know, if they just keep doing what they're doing, eventually they're going to start winning. He felt they were, you know, without saying it almost, I think you could tell he thought they were the better team. And that's just in the first half they came out a bit slow. But um, yeah, no, I mean it was everything Did you expected. That his backline is costing him games. He said oh, that there's things. Yeah, he he was saying you know they they understand that there are issues they really need to rectify. But he, but then again though he did say he's hoping they can um, this hectic schedule can start to slow down. Uh, I think you know that was something he really sort of hammered home is that you know the constant three game turnarounds is taking a toll. So I think they get a week now before their next mm -hmm. game. I, I haven't actually had a look at when they're playing next, but. Um, yeah, he really made that point very clear. So, I mean, from my reflection, if, I know we've already spoken about it, but I felt that Newcastle should have won that game in the second half. Um, they were all over them. Like, my God, if it wasn't for Joe Gauci and you are missing that brilliant one-on-one, -on -one, then, you know, I think yeah. Newcastle would have run away with that. Man, how many times are we going to say that this season that Newcastle should have won the game? Uh, let's talk about a game that was uh, a lot of fun and that you guys were <laughs> both at. Uh, yeah. City to Western United to Joey. You said it was your favourite moment of the weekend. Please elaborate. Well, as I said, I just thought it was fun to the extent that I was filing on it. So I was just kind of focused and I just kind of let my brain turn off and enjoy it. Like, fuck <laughs> it. Sometimes you just need to do that for your own sanity and to not drop into a pit of wailing despair and melancholy Are you and to you know, someone last week no i was genuinely no i was actually genuinely referring to my own mindset heading into that game so i was rather pleased to be presented with a spectacle that just allowed me to go haha team in light blue and team in red and black go brr uh, it, it was just fun man like both teams attacking it was fun watching Dylan in the first half man come on Dylan Piraeus running at um, Scott Jamison on that flank. That was fun because, you know, there's the history of Dylan leaving City there and mm. Jamo, the veteran, going up against the youngster and the youngster getting the better of him on the second goal. Interesting. Um, there was some, you know, there were fun goals as well, good goals. As You know, I've already sung the praises of Tilio um, setting up Metcalf for his goal. It was back and forth. It was fun. 
it was actually a, it was the second largest ever home crowd that Western United have pulled, probably because they let City fans in for free. Um, but it still counts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just a fun, dumb day at the football. Yes, there were things Western United shit the bed every time City pressed them with any sort of actual intensity. Um, Western United, you know, were up against it in the second half. City pushed it. It's sort of like a repeat of last week against the Jets. Western United, probably lucky to hold on for um, in the ends. But... Mm. Like I said, it was one of those games where I just turned my brain off and had fun at the football, bantering with Nick next to me just about the game and throwing jokes and having fun. But, you know, Um, I mean, look, that is at some level what football is about, is going, enjoying it, hanging out with your friend or family member or whatever. At some level, Ante, I can see the look you're giving me. At some level, (laughs) it's part of it is just to go and enjoy it. Nick. You went to the game. Did you enjoy mm. You know, Joey, you summed it up. It felt like, you know, those nights when you've been watching like a really heavy TV series, like a real gritty, like Breaking Bad or something that, you know, you need to like freshen it up and watch something that's a bit light. Like just Breaking, really... Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. No, not watching Breaking You can't keep getting away with it. He can't keep getting away with it. He won't. <laughs> um, no, no. What, what I was alluding to, basically, it's like when you're watching a, and you watch like a, a really shit comedy. Like this week, I it's watched. The, yeah, I watched all the Naked Gun movies, and I know a lot of people hate them, and I absolutely love those movies for the shit comedy, the shit puns, and I'll sit there and piss myself for th- like an hour and a half <laughs> and go to bed with a smile on my face, and I'll be happy. And that's how I felt leaving the game yesterday. Like from a pure football, like from a you know, football standpoint, I mean, it was just end-to-end first half was like, okay, shit, Western United's up 2-0. Like, this is interesting. Like, what, what, what is this? Like, you know, Renee Crin scored a – that was a really nice finish. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goals came against the run of play as well because it never really felt like Western United were the better team. It just felt like in the first half they executed the game plan of sitting back and once you finally play through the press – City are screwed. And we've seen that all season with City. When City throw numbers forward, they can't defend to save themselves in transition. Um, but i got to say, this game actually said a lot about Western United in the sense of how they reacted in those last 60 minutes because, my God, were they up against it. For really one of the first times this season for a good period, I felt like they look extremely vulnerable. And when they were trying to play out and you saw Lacroix and Tomoki absolutely you know, hemmed in and they were just sticking to the formula of trying to play out and this and that. I mean, City coached the game really well in that second half in terms of actually knowing just to push forward, you know, get put pressure on the midfielders, put pressure on the defenders, and they're going to shit the bed. And it happened. Um, you know, for what for the good Rene Curran did with the goal, um, the, the lack of minutes and him still catching up, I thought, really caught up with him. He looks like he struggled with the pace of the game. Um, Connor Metcalf... Going up against him, I've got to say, special shout out to Conor Metcalf. He was probably one of his better games he's played for City. Um, and Marco Tilio as well on the wing. But for City, I feel like, you know, they feel quite aggrieved they didn't win that game. But for Western United, I think they were quite content with taking a point. I mean, John Aloisi called it a positive point. 
Um, I think you asked him before the game, do I want a point from this game, considering they still have the two games in hand? He probably would have taken it, to be fair. It sounded like he didn't come in defeated. PK probably would have definitely felt aggrieved with the two goal line clearances and Metcalf hitting the bar and all those other wasted chances they didn't go on and win the game. To but be my fair, God, PK always feels aggrieved. Yeah, I know, but especially, especially yesterday. How do you still agree, Joey? <laughs> what? How do Anyways, you still agree? Make sure you don't make a mistake. Bro. Okay. Win over here. Sorry. In, no, no sorry. I know exactly. You're, you're referring to his answer to Oscar's question, but I'm not <laughs> giving you uh, what, uh, what What I was going to mainly say is um, we spoke is- about, I think it was you, Ante, who mentioned it about having faith in your bench and in your stocks. And I think yesterday summed it up yet again that PK doesn't have faith in his bench because he did not make a single sub. I know they had it up against them, but they played on freaking Wednesday and he didn't make a single sub. He had players like Endo and Polakovsky and Rafael Borges-Rodriguez. He had Pucciarelli crossing punt road. I walked right past him with Lessie Otis and the rest of the players in purgatory. And none of them. Did he say why? So, because he felt because he gave the same answer he always gives when we ask him why he didn't make substitutions. He felt like the side he had on the park was able to get in the result. Like there's a yeah. there's a series of questions that you can ask Patrick Isnobo, and you already know the answer you're going to get before the last word has escaped your lips. It's just Irris- look irrespective of how like, irrespective of how belligerent PK is with the media. Um, I gained a better understanding of why Melbourne City is so volatile defensively and how Melbourne, how Western United were able to exploit that. Um, it was very, very uh, indicative. On the, it, it, like The second goal was particularly a really good um, example of that. Um, but it was also a good example as to why Melbourne City scored their second goal. Because you look at it, it wasn't just that moment where Western United tried to play out. It's only seconds before that Jamie Young, uh, they had a goal kick only like 30 seconds before. And Jamie Young didn't want, didn't want to, didn't want the team to play out, sends a, sends his defensive line up, hoofs the ball up. The ball comes back. To West, to you know, to Jamie Young, he loses it at age defense because you know, keeping the ball is a, is of secondary importance. And then they try to play out Sydney, uh, City win the ball, and then from there, Jamie, Jamie McLaren's played through. City did create chances. Weston obviously wanted to sit off. Um, this is probably the pattern we'll see if we see them play again in the final series. Um, but City do have it, – uh, it's not just – like the, primarily it's it's what they do with their possession, which then, you know, impacts their capacity to defend in transition. But there was stuff in very set phases of play where they weren't good defensively yesterday against Western United. And, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how this develops. How about just one more quick point? You mentioned the bad defending, Ante. Sorry, Stoll. Um, but there was one play in particular in the second half with Prijevic uh, where he got in behind and there was all this space. It was a real speculative effort. It was like real Zlatan spec. I mean, not just because of the look, but trying to lob 
um, Sutton, you know, with a bouncing volley over his line, but he had so much space. Yeah. I mean, Nuno Reish, I thought going forward with his delivery and his distribution was sensational yesterday. But him and Curtis Good yesterday were really struggling in those transition moments. Premich didn't have a lot to do. I mean, I don't really remember him bar that really having much of the ball. But seeing Dylan and Lockie Wales really being able to expose those defenders, and even at, at times at Disubayu, I thought that, geez, like, you know what, like that, 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 those three was exactly what you felt like they were trying to do. They were trying to hit him on the counter with pace because you felt that, you know, Scott Jamison and Carl Jenkinson aren't the quickest players, as we saw. You know, especially they're going to be able with, to that too. Well, sorry, especially with Reish and Good, who haven't yeah. played consistent minutes this season. They have been, you know, in and out of the squad as well. So, and that's an important thing from a standpoint of continuity for, for centre-backs. Even if, you know, you are familiar with each other relatively, like you still have to build a relative level of consistent minutes together. Like you just can't, like it's very hard to just like, you know, flick the switch essentially. And so that's probably been the most interesting thing between, you know, race and, and good specifically, you know, in isolation. On the, just on one more quick thing. On the subject of Sorry. Port Fenning though, Lacrosse header from the goal as well on the corner. Uh, he beats honking. three defenders to the ball and then makes Sutton. Honking. Um, one more quick point. I don't think this is the last time we're seeing them play. One way or another, they're playing again in finals. Um, I think just based off the sheer weight of the rest of the league, I genuinely yeah. won't be surprised this is the grand final. Like I said it yesterday, it's probably a grand final preview. Mm. I just don't see... I, 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 I'm I, going bold here, but I just genuinely think we're going to see this in the grand final. I just don't see any of the trailing pack being able to beat them over two legs. Maybe, maybe... Maybe victory. That's it. I, I don't mean, have faith in else. At this point mm. in the season, given the, the difference in Jets, baby. I wish. I wish. <laughs> They're going to come good one day. I, 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 think, I, I, think it's, I think it's way too volatile to say. And I think, uh, personally, I think it comes down to matchups. Well, we can talk about matchups. Like, same thing with City, though. If City are a team that, if they're not playing in the grand final, their season's can just be classified as a failure given the expectations surrounding that club, as we discussed last week. If they're not winning trophies and playing in grand finals, it's not a good season. Western United, considering their wage wage budget. Yeah, and I was going to say that, considering Western United's wage bill, considering their position on the table, their points tallied with games in hand as well, if they're not winning the Premier's plate or at the very minimum finishing second and making a deep finals run, at this point, considering where they're coming from right now, I don't see how figures at that club will consider the season anything other than a failure if they don't win some sort of silverware based upon where they sit right now. Well, it's going to be a very interesting uh, end to the season. But you know what's even more interesting? My all-star concept, which I'm sorry, <laughs> before, but we still need to get through quite a lot of this team. So who's going okay. to be our centre-backs for the all-star team? Lacroix, yes, yes, yes. All right, I've got a yes from Dabana. That's yeah. all I need. Nuno Raish, is he getting in there? Dino Jilbich and Taylor Reagan. Joey, um, your voting privileges are going to be taken away from you because. Well, how many? Wait, is this a starting eleven or a squad? Do you want me to do, you want me to do it? Squad, uh, squad. So there's, there, I'm going to be two per position, but obviously for centre backs, we'll we'll have four. So four. Ah, uh, I mean, oh, Nuno Reish. Yeah. Tomoki, I mean, my. Well, Tomoki, 
for versatility to Mocky Mai especially. What was that? 4 3 3. That's the formation we're playing. Okay. Uh, Any other centre backs? For a left sided centre back, Curtis Good, maybe. Anyone want to go Dan Hall? There was was some talk about Dan Hall a few weeks ago. Ante's nodding. He refuses to participate, but. uh, No, I'm taking taking Dan Hall. Dan Hall and Rush. If you're throwing it just for a one off game, maybe Matty Spiranovic, a one off game. Maybe I'll start. I mean, there's not many. How about how about we front it now and let's say, look, TNC listeners, what do you feel about us doing a a, a our league draft? I think we have to do this. We have to do. Yeah, the the window's done. At the end of the season, one hundred percent. I think I think it's time for an our league draft and slash pro evo tournament. So we can actually use the license. Uh, hey, uh, ultra football, hit us up. <coughs> your ground, we'll give you, we'll pay you an exposure. Listeners, um, viewers, tag ultra football with yes. um, like get them, get the ball rolling. Fly and, and fly, fly stole down, fly stole down. Not asking for much. Yeah, and if you could fly me down, I think it's uh, first week of April because I got a wedding in Melbourne. I got to go to. And <laughs> So, Lucky yeah. you, you get to come to Melbourne. Lucky you, <laughs> you get to leave the shadow room. You come to Melbourne. <laughs> it's, it's not raining down here. It's amazing. It's not raining here it's anymore smoking. either. We had a beautiful Saturday, and I very much enjoyed it. Hey, uh, speaking of who else uh, enjoyed Saturday is Brisbane Raw. They won two one uh, against the Knicks, uh, and of course there was the winning goal from. Uh, it was amazing. I don't know if it was the first goal of the season, but you know, got in the box and it was a great finish from. So... Shout out to Joe Pantoliano. <laughs> so, this is the all star squad we should be assembling all star 11 of underappreciated character actors. Yes. <laughs> Joe Pantoliano. Does anyone have uh, anything else to say uh, about this game? Because I only watched the mini match and I'll be honest with you. Not a hell of a lot happened. Interesting to see. Um, interesting to see Warren Moon change back mm-hmm. to uh, to pry formations, given the fact that he does have all group back. Um, for a team that has been so notoriously wasteful in front of goal, it was very interesting to see them finally, you know, actually take advantage of what they can do from box to box. Um, Akbari. Uh, was quite good while he was on, um, and yeah, uh, it, it's a weird. It, Brisbane is so weird. I really, mm. I really want to do a deep dive on them, um, and I can't wait to do and it. You're the um, only one. Yeah, like there's a there's there's so much you have that that you can really get into with this team, considering mm. who they have, considering Moon's adjustments. You know, as the season has gone on. They fascinate me more than any team in the competition, um, just with relation to how it's all gone. Um, and Wellington, in, you know, in contrast, such an Izuzu Ante brain moment. <laughs> no, like they, everyone's they, bored of Brisbane Raw, and you're excited. No, they 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 really fascinate me um, because they can be. Yeah, just with relation to who they have, I, I'm, I'm still of the belief that they can be so much better than what they actually are. Mm. And so, and, do you think Warren Moon is doing a good job, or no? 
Um, I think he can do Even a better circumstances. job. I think he can do a better job. Um, I'll put it that way. And but but it's not it's not necessarily that because I think there is a, I think there's a really simple solution to it. Um, but anyway, coming you know coming to Wellington in contrast, they're just really bland, mm. and they shouldn't have beaten Brisbane anyway in the game that they 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 did beat Brisbane. Not you know, it was about you know, during the festival of football, like it was a Sunderland bomb that ends it, that ends up changing the game, and they score that in the counter. You know, after after Brisbane have a really good opportunity to put the game away, or or to get back into the contest, and so it was a. a yeah, football's football's weird way of finding an equilibrium. That's what it was yesterday between Brisbane and Wellington. Well, congratulations uh, to Brisbane Raw. Uh, they got the win. Uh, Yazbek with the first goal. Second goal. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. Who did you just say had the first goal? Uh, he said Yazbek. Yeah, you said Yazbek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so eager to get your get your shit in and get your clip in that you forgot who scored the goal for Brisbane. I got confused for a second, but Joey, don't be such oh. a. <laughs> anyway, great also, guys. Hold on. Congratulations to Roman Akbari on getting the call up for the Afghanistan senior national team. He will be missing the next three games for the Brisbane Raw as he heads off um, on a, a tour training camp in Turkey with the Afghan side where he's going to play a friendly against Madagascar. Potentially the best midfielder in the league. Ooh. Better than Burgess? Yeah. No, but like different different player than Burgess. Yeah. But like it, just in terms of his skill set, uh, he's that, and that's where Warren Moon can just use him so much better. And with uh, Akbari gone. So basically, we shouldn't be capping Volpato. We should be capping Akbari. We're going to get <sighs> at least, uh, we, you know, we should we should have been we should have been quicker on this, and you know, because there are a lot of players who who might who now it's probably more feasible to integrate them in the next window, but Akbari wasn't considered um, in the Oli Roos, and I think. That's kind of fed into, you know, just the, his lack of legitimacy for a soccer is call up when he's, you know, when he's really one of the better young young players in the league, um, just not utilized. Yeah, Correct. and with Akbari gone, obviously Brisbane are going to be more reliant oh. on. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 I can't believe, believe the raw in the next chat there. Um, look, we're going to end it pretty soon. I'm pretty happy with getting this under two hours, I think. But Soccer Squad, we believe, is going to be announced uh, on Friday. Uh, oh, I don't you really want to This conversation's going less than 18 <sighs> minutes, do you? Come I don't really want to go into it. All I want you to do is name one bolter for me. <laughs> one? Nick DeBarno, I'll start with you because uh, we did oh. have a question on Twitter from Stephen uh, Gunavas. Is that how you pronounce it? Stephen yeah. Gunavas. Yeah. Gunavas. Yeah, yeah, shout out to, to know, football. Uh, yeah, very true, very true. Interesting Nick's thoughts on whether Graham Arnold should call up Christian Volpato. <laughs> Nick, you've been sitting on the fence for this. Team. <laughs> no one, no one knows how you feel about this. Please let us know. You said we have seven. We've got seventeen minutes and just under ten seconds until we hit two hours. I think this mm. is going to be going. If you let me go the full run up, we could be going two hours <laughs> ten. 
after you all can't this. Go, you can't go longer than he has played senior football. No, no, no. Um, short answer, because I know Stephen's definitely trolling because, you know, this has been a constant <laughs> with him ever since the Volpato long run-up. But the answer is short and simple, no. Even if he plays tomorrow morning, no. But, um, Nick, what happens when he's winning Ballon d'Ors in 10 years' time? Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll cap him before then. Like, there will be time because Italy's not going to call him up. This is the same. I can't. This is just going to piss me off. Tranquilo. I don't know what the Italian version of tranquilo is, but. It's calma. It's calma. Calma, calma, calma. Tranquilo. Okay. <laughs> The uh, the question is who who if Volpato is not the bolter who do you think should anyone be the bolter do you identify anyone as the bolter in the squad? Um, as to put it short and simple, I think the player who should get selected. I don't know if he's really a bolter because he's been called up recently despite not playing. But uh, and I'm probably stealing Joey's thunder with this one. But you dick. Sorry, Joey. I, I I I'm just putting it bluntly. Like we need a six, and Dennis but he Jean-Marie's shouldn't in. be a bolter. Like, like that's no, what I he shouldn't be playing. He should be starting. He should be playing. I'm gonna say the same to you. I'm gonna say the same to you. Tranquilo. Tranquilo. Um, no, I can't. Um, I care too much about this fuckery. Um and, and this not, is this the is the point genre isn't and, fucking nailed on. It, this is, this, and this is this is easy a point with the language, all right? We this can't is, just Sorry, <laughs> this is a point I'll make in relation to this question. Given who we're playing in this window, I don't think there will be a bolt. Okay. I don't think the squad's going to change too much, guys. No. Joey? I think he's going to go with exactly what he had last time. Do you have I don't know. I need time to think because Nick just stole my guy. Okay. Sorry, Joey. <laughs> well, well, I need to know who else to think because realistically, who the hell's going to get called up? Realistically, who's going to be a bolter? Nikita Rukovica? He's a guy everyone claps for we need a new number nine. I don't know. We were talking about it, Burgess, but I mean, yeah, but that, yeah, that, won't, yeah, that won't happen. This is where I came back to it. Like, yeah, he, the, yeah, it's a practical selection, but is it realistic that he'll get selected? No. Because, Arnie, you know, prove us wrong, mate. Prove us wrong. These TNC like people who hate on you. Prove them wrong by calling up Max Burgess, and you know what? Let's see. If Guys, not, I mean, just, like, just, mean, just like, go looking to Andrew Webster instead. <laughs> Guys, you know what worries me? You know that we saw that tweet about Nick D'Agostino potentially being in the frame. Um, you think it happens? I'm, I'm kind of worried because he has one of the old crews. Like, I'm not going to lie. There's this feeling of like. If it happened, I really wouldn't be surprised. He might not even imagine, play. Imagine, imagine the R Liga brain areas that Daggers gets called up against Japan. Imagine. I'm not going to start. I'm not going to start. I'll say too much. To use hey, a Croatian yeah. expression, Yadna na Maika, meaning literally our mothers are poor. Okay. No, worries. don't know what that means, but good luck. Well, can you translate that further? Can you like our, our poor our poor mothers? Like, like what what a what a lamentable situation essentially. Oh, yeah. Lamentable. Look, all right, we'll finish it up with some uh, questions from the people. Uh, I've got a few here. Uh, Joey, you were commentating a bit of MPL this uh, weekend. Uh, Debano, I don't know if you were doing any MPL this weekend. I had to pull out today. Neil Simons wants to know, MPL rap, who impressed, who's impressed the most across Victoria? 
quick answer? Um, that would be unfair I mean, to the rest of the rest of the rest of the country to just talk about Victoria. However yeah, just, much we just are, who's impressed in NPL Victoria? Give me a quick answer. Let's team or player? I don't care. Team. I think or it's player. more individuals than, than teams, to be honest. Max Mikola from South Melbourne. So I actually don't want to say South yeah. Melbourne as a whole. Even though they haven't lost, I really like Max Mikola. So keep your eye on him. Mikola's been going. Pass. Pass. Sorry. What do you mean pass? Sorry, say it again. Not one player has impressed you. No, I mean, you know what? Uh, also, it's been good. It's been good to watch uh, Hope and Yonuchi at Gully, though. Um, I'm not going to go. Uh, to be fair, no, I think. Uh, I, um, all right, who was good on Friday night? Gian Albano was good on Friday night. <sighs> all right. Uh, I don't know, man. I think he's got. No, no, no. I tell you what. I, Look, I, on, on Friday he was okay, and he and he changed the game for nights. Um, but I think he's gotten worse with every year at, at Summer Street. Um, let's not get into like oh, deep VPL areas. I'll tell you what, no, I, I tell you what impressed me. I, and I'll, if you give me a few seconds, I'll show you a clip. Tom Manos is safe. Absolutely yeah. insane. Oh, yeah. I'll show you. I'll give you a few minutes. You can uh, put it up. And uh, an hour 48, if you want to come, check this out on the feed. If you're listening on the podcast, you can see this save that is about to come up uh, any moment as soon as Joey gets it ready, um, just in case you haven't heard it enough times. Oh. <laughs> shout, out, shout out the Sopranos. The clip, is it. the clip is uploading. But, um, uh, what I'm going to say is that Thomas, sorry, Ante, just one quick one. What I'm going to say is that Thomas Manos is safe. We'll make headlines. That's that's the uh, that that's the, the the yeah. Here's the clip. Here's the clip. The Greens as they come again. Is this the moment? Cut back. Go! What a save from Manos. I don't believe what I have just seen. Don't believe what I just heard. <laughs> Who was that on comms? You should have put shameless plug at the bottom of the banner. Luke. Hey, um, can I just ask, is his, is his name M-A-N-O-S? Manos? Yes. He's got great hands. 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 Okay. Um, our, one of our favourite uh, people, one of our favourite listeners, Dylan Murphy, uh, who coined the term Isaiah Brain, is not He asked, who are some MPL coaches who are playing interesting football? Are we seeing any interesting tacticians coming through? Haven't kept afloat of the MPL during COVID times and trying to find out who I should keep an eye on as I get back into it. Uh, Ante, any anyone impressing you at MPL level, either in Victoria, New South Wales, wherever? There are, but I don't want to really kind of divulge at this point in time because the body of evidence ha- for me hasn't been hasn't been extensive, and so I just I mean, want to kind of I, I kind of want to see more. The the default ends for this until he actually gets a gig. Always has to be Ben Khan at the <laughs> Olympic up in Queensland. That's one. Obviously. Yeah, but there are there are some in Victoria who who have been who intrigue me, but I kind of I want to I want to kind of see more. Okay, Nick. Yeah, yeah, I've got I've got one uh, one who's uh, just made the move to Danny Dong Thunder, David Chick. Uh, he's done a quite a good job in his first four games since making the move up because he had Pasco Val in good position in MPL two last year. Um, they did quite well in the FFA Cup and the Australia Cup, but last season they got knocked out by Avondale. Um, and so far, so good from four games. They got seven points. Uh, they've they've looked okay. Um, but I don't. All I'm saying is, don't look at the tables, 
especially in Victoria, and then yeah. label the best coaches off that. Because putting it bluntly, like Esteban Quintas' football at South Melbourne is Horrific. very much, it's very pragmatic. <laughs> it's horrendous. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's almost it, like watching, watching, like, with all due respect to your commentary, watching Hellas Heidelberg in the first game of the season, like, that, like, and Katsakis ball was, like, just gross. Well, there's your slide. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. Esteban Quintas. <laughs> you can't keep getting away with it. He can't keep getting away with it. He won't. Uh... However, no, Mikola has been good, though. At hell, yeah. so um, they're basically playing footy. Just long ball, yeah. knock it down to the crummers. Hey, yeah. Hey, shout out to PK with the AFL reference yesterday, by the way. He dropped um, the AFL reference. Yeah, he goes like... When, this game isn't AFL because we asked him about all the chances. And then Joey did some digging and we found the profile of PK talking about his love for Carlton. So he's like, he's a Carlton supporter. Uh, and there's a photo I, it, it explains PK a lot, doesn't it? And, it explains and the three of them at Princess Park. It's great. It explains a lot. God, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be so like, you know what? All right. I know Stone will get really upset if I get into if I start talking about the footy, so um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Let's let's let the people ask the questions. Uh, we had uh, at Paletti, Stephen wrote in during the show. Agree with Ante Jukic in terms of the All Star Game kind of diminishing the A League men's A Liga men's brand. Well done, Paletti, Stephen, using the correct terminology there. I have an alternative. How funny was it that that pissed off so many people? But anyway, I have an alternative concept. If the APL wants to do it, a New South Wales-based all-star team versus the rest of the country all-star team. Thoughts? I don't Didn't think the NPL up. teams do this a couple of years ago. Yeah, there was yeah. an all. There was a New South Wales v Queensland game, I believe, state of origin. I, I wouldn't mind like an NPL version of it. Like if every sort of team did it, I don't know, at like the end of the year, have like a, I don't know, like a charity game or something like that. It's like just, Victoria plays just, New South Wales, just for so something fine. like that. No, about it's the fine, but it's, it's just it's hard gimmicky. to get like teams without any like continuity are usually pretty awful to watch. Uh, that's just my thing. Um, ben Smith. Uh, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Four. There we go. There is a picture of Kiznobo in a Carlton jersey. Uh, Doesn't mean anything to me except there's uh, Dennis Pagan. Mr. Herbalife. Big Cougar. There's the guy who used to uh, sell Savaki on the TV. Anyway, uh, Ben Smith wants to know which box office actor or actress are the Jets most similar to? Um, Who is Nicolas Cage? I was going to say Army Hammer. Dennis Hopper. What the cannibal? Yeah. Dennis Hopper. Think about it. Army Hammer was on his way to be an absolute superstar and then evidently just couldn't make it happen because of. uh, No, they're just nuts. Dennis Hopper. It's it's whoever is the best, who's in a lot of like high grossing films, but he's just not a very good actor. So literally anyone that was in a Michael Bay movie. So I'm going to stay shy a little bit. So as he was in the Transformers, John Cena. Don't don't hate on Cena. Actually, no, they might be The Rock. I mean, The all Rock plays movies, the same role in every single movie. All these movies are made in the lab, though. So, like, yeah, but The Rock yeah. is like an actual, like, The Rock gets the job done. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah, but he plays the same role. He's not a very good actor. He's just putting <laughs> it in. Like, the, the, the thing about The Rock 
movies containing The Rock, The Rock doesn't play a character. The Rock That's just plays The Rock. What is George Clooney doing? Well, um, they put nipples on his bat suit when George Clooney was around. <laughs> mind, so. uh, has anyone seen you, Batman? Any good? Yeah, it's very good. The only movie I've watched at a cinema in the past, like, basically since COVID, was June. Uh, shout out to June. Like what a movie. I went to see um the latest Spider-Man with my girlfriend and she cried what? on numerous occasions. What did you see? The latest what film? Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Why? She's scared of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Is it an emotional? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't seen it. Look, I, the last movie I saw was the Anthony Bourdain documentary. That was actually sad. Yeah. I go watch um, the Batman film. Okay. Uh, at... FB Skippy oh. says, please tell me Joey Lynch is hosting. Da-da. Um, at Paletti, Paletti Stephen uh, responding to my tweet in regards to the poll, three hours 20 sounds good for me for a boring day at work tomorrow for me. Can't speak for the host or the people tuning in live, but I imagine everyone will want to hurt me after three hours and 20 of TNC football. Look, we're only just creeping to two hours. So I, I mean, we, we haven't right. done a proper media watch segment yet. And um, we haven't done predictions. No, we're not doing predictions. We need to get this catchphrase nah. over so we can start selling merchandise. Um, speaking of Melbourne Victory, uh, a positive uh, for them. Let's try and finish on a positive. They play in the Asian Champions League this week. They play against Whistle Kobe. Um, usually, yes, usually I'm always a fan of the Australian team in the Asian Champions League. Well, I'm sorry, my friends. You're playing against Don Andres Siniesta. You're playing against one of the greatest players of all time. It's going to be impossible for me not to support him. Yeah, look, I hope you guys do well, but I love Iniesta. I love him so much. And he is obviously way past his best. But even now, he's still so good. Ante, you still watch um, J-Liga men's football. J-Liga men's. Jota Liga. What is the J-League sponsor? Hold on. It's um, probably an Australian. Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, Holden, Holden, the Holden. Meiji Yasuda live. Yeah, Meiji Yasuda. Uh, uh, anyway, your look, thoughts for this game? Top, Iniesta, top three footballer I have ever watched in my life. Um, God, I love um, look, I, I don't think about football in the way that I do, if not for this guy. And so, also, oh, it's his fault. No, <laughs> nah, well, no, that's the good uh, side. That's that's the positive uh, side. So uh, Australian uh, football uh, madness I think, I think... measured out by Modric and Iniesta's greatness, and that's the Ante brain right there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, I mean, it, it. I I just I just want Australian teams playing in Asia, like that's the, mm-hmm. and you know testing themselves against the best in Asia. And it was um, good to see Sydney and, FC. You know, that was the cool the thing about stage. that was the cool thing about Sydney playing against uh, uh, Kaya as well. Like, it, it, I just in, I love this time of the year mm. because we get to see. I love uh, this game. I love this game. <laughs> I love this game. Um, but I do. I legit. I do love this game, and I love <laughs> Australian teams playing in Asia testing themselves in dis- different environments you know players adapting to different environments it's i've said this before on the pod but it's the coolest time of the asian champions league time i love it and yeah i i, I can't wait 
Uh, does anyone want to predict a victory win uh, against this? I, hope victory, I just let it happen. Let it happen. I hope Good victory job. wins. I hope they qualify for the group stage. I hope they get through the group stage. I hope they play the Sydney FC or Melbourne Victory, Melbourne City in the Asian Champions League final. I hope an Australian team wins the entire ACL. I hope Jack Brimmer puts Iniesta in his back pocket, signs a big deal in Europe and becomes Forza, a millionaire. I hope Forza, everything... Forza coefficient, guys. Forza coefficient. Can I Man, just say one good. thing about what Stoll's going through right now watching Iniesta? This is how 16-year-old me felt watching Western Sydney play against Alessandro Diamante and Alberto Giladino for Guangzhou Evangrande. And I loved Alberto Giladino growing up. I don't know what it was. I think it was his celebration against the US in the World Cup with the violin and, you know, I, and, I, and I loved Diamante Euro 2012 and him at Bologna as well. What a, what a baller back then, 50-50. Um, so, <laughs> look, in terms of... What Joey was saying about going through selfishly, like really selfishly, I really, really hope victory wins because, you know, more work for us freelancers. But also it'll be great for Australian football to have yeah, all three yeah. teams in the, in the next round. Where the victory, I mean, they went to Kashima, what was it, in 2020 and did that smash and grab win. Was it Kenny Athew scored that game or am I thinking, yeah. And will Lightning strike twice? I don't know. I've never, I haven't watched Vissel Kobe for a very long time. So, Fuck it, going on a limb, victory wins one nil. Fuck it, it's happening. Lightning striking twice. I, I, I'm doing it for. This is definitely not going to happen, but fuck it, I'm putting it out there. Manifestation. All right, I like it. I think that's a great place to finish on. Um, well, as I good promised, news. good news for you, Nick Stoll. Barcelona women, seventy second, seventy second minute against Real. They're up four nil. Oh, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. Amanita. What, Amanita. An open hand, an open oh, no. slap. Oh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were talking about Frankie De Jong like, getting rinsed again in the Classical next week. We shall see. Can I just... Master is on the way up. It's on the way up. It's also on the way down. When It goes it's it's like this. They're like crypto. Hey, you know, you know who's better than Modric? You know who's better than Modric? 19-year-old Pedri. This kid... <laughs> All right, I'm done. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Barcelona are like crypto. They're being used to hide. Uh, they're being used to hide from sanctions by Russian oligarchs. What? <laughs> okay, look, Ante um, has left a stream, which is good because he clearly doesn't even want to debate me on the virtue of, of Pedri, who is clearly superior to Modric. Can I, can I just have one last shout out? Because we've got one more mention yep. before we go from Run Them Memes. Uh, at TNC yep. Football mentioned South once, uh, and we have a comment, and I'm not going to name the name because you guys will just guess it. It appears the Hashtag Epping Victory Admin is chasing, in capitals, hashtag metrics as opposed to football emo <laughs> emoji. Authenticity, no, and this emoji. Um, All right. So, you know what? shout out. It, it, for that guy, God, he's persistent. Like, you cannot doubt. Joey, you say you think about Australian football like once an hour every day. I think this guy tweets about Australian, well, specifically That's one meme. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, guys. And he makes Joey... fun of my accent. <laughs> Joey, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Nick Tabano, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, Ante Jukic, uh, shame to see him go, clearly admitting that Pedri is the better player. Tune in next week uh, where hopefully someone else will be hosting and hopefully we will be under an hour like we always promise to be. Uh, thank you so much for everyone who watches. We're not even under an hour if you go two times speed on this one. <laughs> <laughs> get, get in contact at TNC Football. And really appreciate everything. See you next week.
Peace and love.